Razorback fans, football season has officially started because SEC Media Days is this week heading down into Atlanta, Georgia, and we're going to do a little previewing, talking about the other teams in the SEC, and of course, telling you why Arkansas is going to do so great, so great this upcoming football season. This is the Locked on Razorbacks podcast. You are Locked on Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 1037thebuzz and 1037thebuzz.com. I'd like to thank LinkedIn Jobs for being the official college football recruiting sponsor across the Locked On College Network. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. Terms and conditions apply. Hope everybody had a wonderful weekend. As we know, we're going to be diving into a lot of different things today that I'm really excited about, at least. Now, I don't know if anybody else shares the same passion of SEC Media Days that I do, but I certainly love it. I, I know that uh, every single year, for the most part, that I've been doing Razorback stuff, I've been down at SEC Media Days. I'm not there this year, unfortunately as it's uh, taking place in Atlanta, but hopefully we'll be there next year when it's in Nashville. So uh, we're going to just, you know, take basically take everything that's going to be talked about uh, here to, in this week and especially on Wednesday when Arkansas goes with Sam Pittman, KJ Jefferson, Jalen Catalan, and Bumper Pool. But here's the thing of why I wanted to talk about this podcast and on this podcast about how, to me, football season officially starts today, starts this week. Because we've talked a lot of football over the past few weeks. You know, we've we've had some guests on that have talked about some things that they have uh, and what their you know, predictions are or, you know, what they think Arkansas is going to do individually-wise with players or as a team-wise, Sam Pittman, whatever it is. Like, we've been talking about it. And, of course, this is also coined talking season because that's essentially what it is. But this week, you're going to get an actual dive in to where some of these coaches and some of these players are at. What's some of the big news going on with them? Maybe there's some blow-ups. Maybe there's some controversy. Maybe there's uh, some coaches that do really poorly in front of the media. Maybe there's some coaches that do really great. Like, it's all of that. And then as soon as this week ends, boom, you're heading right into fall camp where you start having press conferences pretty much every single day, talking to coaches every single day and players, get to see some of the practices, like all of these things. It just takes off immediately, and so it kind of is the nice precursor. It's almost like the preseason uh, for SEC football, or in this case, college football, by having SEC media days. And the thing is, is people have to realize this about SEC media days. And I'm gonna, I'm, I don't want to call it my official predictions because I think on Wednesday, or maybe Wednesday or Thursday, maybe even Friday, kind of depending on where it goes with Arkansas and the type of news that they have. But I'm going to be doing my own little like, all right, here's my predictions as far as order to finish, as far as what our Isabek players do what. Like, I'm going to dive into that a little bit deeper later. So I don't want to call these my official predictions. But these are kind of my predictions of what I think, what I think the media are going to predict for at the SEC. Because I think that there's obviously a trend that you can see when it comes to SEC media days that they lean towards one place or the other. And I don't know how you all feel about it, but there has been such a bias towards Alabama and Auburn 
every single year because the SEC Media Day's location was always in Hoover. So in Hoover, it was always easier for Alabama local media to head there. And they, so they had more representation. And they always just gave them a lot of the flavor, which Alabama, more often than not, deserves it. Auburn, not so much. So now that it is in Georgia, I don't know if there's going to be that much bias or that much leaning towards it. But here's what I'm going to predict. And this is, you can even say this is what's probably going to make me mad because some of this stuff is going to make me mad when it actually happens, but it's just like clockwork. Well, for one, I know that the SEC media, they're going to disrespect Arkansas. It's just going to happen. Now, when I see dis disrespect Arkansas, I'm not saying that they're going to pick the have them finish seventh in the SEC West. Because I, I don't even think that they're, they're going to be that disrespectful, but you can't put anything past them. But I don't think they're going to be that disrespectful. But when I say disrespectful, I believe that they are going to really undervalue some of the accomplishments of Arkansas and Sam Pittman last year, heading into this year with some of the accomplishments uh, of someone like K.J. Jefferson, too, or a bumper pool, or whoever, to where they're going to say, well, last year, the only reason Arkansas was any good was because LSU had a down year, and A&M had a down year, and Auburn had a down year, even though they lost to Auburn still. But that's not going to happen all the time, guys. Like, it, this is going to be something that is just uh, uh, you're going to revert back to where they belong in the SEC West. And so when the predicted order of a finish comes out, and since we're talking about specifically the SEC West here, it's going to go Alabama's number one. I think everybody's on board with that. Everybody agrees with it. I think even Razorback fans would agree with it. Number two is going to be Texas A&M because for whatever reason, the media, and this is just – Man, sorry, my nose is itching. This is just the uh, entire college football media, not just SEC media. But for whatever reason, they have such an obsession for wanting Texas A&M to be good at football. And I don't really know why. I don't know if it's because of the, the amount of fans that they have. I don't know if it's because of the amount of money that they play Jimbo. Like, I have just always gotten this vibe that they want A&M to be so good at football. And they're not there yet. Um, they have a lot of talent this year. The quarterback situation is still a little suspect. We'll see. Because honestly, Jimbo Fisher, you take away Jameis Winston, he's been pretty terrible at developing quarterbacks, or at least doesn't have a great track record of it. So, you know, maybe maybe there's going to be something there where they can develop against Max, Max Johnson, who might be the starter. We'll see. Um, but there might be something there for them. But they're going to pick AM second because they're obsessed. They want they want Jimbo and Nick Saban to face off against each other, being what the battle for the West on the line, whatever. So they're going to pick them at number two. They're going to pick Ole Miss at number three. Because looking back to my point number two, the media, especially here SEC-wise, has an obsession, an absolute obsession with Lane Kiffin and wanting him to do good. They want him to win so bad. They want him to be so, oh, you know, anytime he, you know, he could tweet out, you know, somebody taking a dump on the side of the road and be like, ha, classic Lane. He knows how to do this Twitter thing. Awesome. So you're going to have people that are going to pick Ole Miss number three because, oh, well, even though they lost literally their three coordinators, even though they lost literally their entire team from last year, it doesn't matter. Why? Because it's Lane Kippen. It's Ole Miss. Powder blues. Hotty toddy. Like, just kill me. Like, it's, they have the obsession with it, and so they're going to pick them at number three. 
Number four, they're going to pick LSU. And I wouldn't say it's an obsession with them being good or with an obsession with the media wanting LSU to be good. I think it's more so that you have Brian Kelly there, which is a fascination. And people believe that because LSU has so much talent, which they always do, they're one of the most talented teams year in and year out when it comes to high-level prospects and all those things. I don't think anybody's denying that. But when you, when you factor that into a coach and Brian Kelly, who pretty much since he was at Notre Dame every single year had a great team, double-digit win teams a lot of times, people are just going to be like, well, Brian Kelly, LSU, how does that not mean that they're going to be good? I mean, look at what they've done. They went to the transfer portal. They brought a lot of transfers in. Uh, there's been recruiting there, too. All of that, whatever, people are going to uh, pick them at fourth just because it's it. And then at fifth, just barely at fifth, but at fifth will be Arkansas. They'll have them finishing above Mississippi State and Auburn. I believe, even though I'm not saying it with great conviction, I do believe that they will put uh, Arkansas above Mississippi State and Auburn. Now, if they do, don't do that and they put them below that, then just bring out the pitchforks and burn the whole thing down. Ta don't take it seriously. But they're going to have Arkansas sitting right there because it's the safe pick for them. That's where they're like, well, you know, the Mississippi State, they're kind of whatever. And Auburn, they're about to fire Brian Harson. They don't have any talent. So, yeah, just put Arkansas above them. That's what they're going to do. They're going to pick them to finish fifth. And I, I take that as a sign as a, a sign of disrespect. Now, some of you may say, well, you know, be realistic, John. Think about it, John. Think about, you know, the situation Arkansas finds themselves in. Yeah, I have. And I did. That's why I picked Arkansas to finish third last year in the SEC Media Day poll. Everyone laughed at me. Everyone mocked me. Everyone said, revoke this man's credentials. Well, guess what happened? They finished third in the SEC West last year. And again, I'll wait for my final predictions later this week. But my point is, is that just be ready to get disrespected that way. I will. I would not be surprised at all. And again, I'm hoping for the best, but I would not be surprised at all if Arkansas's K.J. Jefferson does not make the All-SEC first or second team. He's not going to make the first team. Like, that's Bryce Young. We all know that. But, like, you're going to have a bunch of douchers over there in Atlanta, and they're going to be like, man, I'm telling you what, those Spencer Rattler with that offense in South Carolina, because, you know, his name is Spencer Rattler. Like, that's such a cool name. He's definitely going to be the, the second team All-SEC player. Okay. Or they're going to go with Hooker or whatever his name is from Tennessee. Because, well, look at his numbers. Like Again, I won't be surprised if KJ gets screwed over in that regard. But my point is this. My point, I say all that to say this. The SEC Media Day event is awesome. I have fun with it. It's great for us. It's great for content. It's great for all those things. But the SEC media will always, always, always disrespect Arkansas. And instead of... You getting all up in arms about it. I'm trying to help you out and getting you ready for it. Now, if I'm wrong and they just start really pumping up Arkansas, then I'm like, all right, buddy. I like this. Let's do this. Let's have some fun with it. Let's let's go. Uh, and if they're starting to believe in it, maybe there's something to it. Like, that's how I would look at it. But until they actually do that, it's going to be hard for me to really buy into this 
whole thing of like, oh, we got to know Arkansas. The media is really buying into Arkansas. No. They got to show me something. But as history has shown us, they're not too kind to the Razorbacks down there at SEC Media Days. As the sun comes out and small businesses are back in business, LinkedIn Jobs makes it easier for you to grow your team. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the people you want to interview faster and for free. Create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network beyond the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Then add your job and the purple hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile spread, to, to, or LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so that your network can help you find the right people to hire. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know every week, for every nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post it for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your jobs for free. Terms and conditions do apply. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, moving on with uh, some uh, some Razorback news, which was really cool for Razorback baseball, that is, as uh, they had a few players taken in the MLB draft yesterday, which you know, is not surprising because it's just another, uh, another deal where Arkansas is able to you know, stay at the office get more players drafted. But uh, here's kind of a few rundowns with not only players getting drafted, but uh, also a few players who have committed to Arkansas coming out of high school or whatnot uh, getting drafted as well. So we'll see what the what the decisions made by them. But anyways, uh, the first overall pick uh, was by the Orioles, as is tradition, it seems like. Jackson Holiday, the shortstop from Stillwater, Oklahoma. It's Matt Holiday's son, and uh, I guess it was um, – Coach Holiday's uh, nephew, maybe that's over there at Oklahoma State. But anyways, uh, the kid looks like he's twelve years old. He also acts a fool, so uh, I can't wait to see what he ends up doing with the Orioles. But either way, the second round happened, and uh, the Royals picked Caden Wallace, the Arkansas third baseman, with the 49th overall pick. The approximate slot value for the 49th pick is one point five eight million dollars. So congratulations to him. Uh, going to the Royals is really cool, especially if he has a, an ability to play with the Northwest Arkansas Naturals, which, of course, is an affiliate of the Royals. So a lot of people there in the area in Northwest Arkansas could possibly have a chance to see him. So that's awesome. Uh, but I know that it was a little bit lower than maybe what people thought he would be drafted at. They thought he'd be a, a higher pick, but still $1.58 million as far as the value goes for Caden Wallace. They got them a good one as well. Now, the first Razorback commitment that was off the board was Cole Phillips, who's a right-hand pitcher. He was drafted by the Atlanta Braves with the 57th overall pick, uh, which is a $1.31 million slot value. I would be hard-pressed to think that he comes to Arkansas, especially given that circumstance, but uh, that's still still pretty cool. So good for him, and also, uh, who knows, maybe he'll be like, oh, well, you know, I was really wanting to go the first round. You know, maybe pull uh, Peyton Stovall and come on by, but nah, I'm, I'm not holding my breath on that one. All right, so and then another Razorback got drafted, uh, which Peyton Paulette, which again, we kind of felt like he was going to be the next player drafted. Uh, it was also in the second round. He was drafted with the 62nd overall pick by the Chicago White Sox. So <laughs> the White Sox are one of those teams because, you know, you're in the same city as the Cubs where they've had some decent years here and there. But nobody ever thinks about him. Nobody ever talks about him. I mean, I don't know a whole lot of baseball guys, probably compared to a lot of you. 
but I don't know. I don't think I, I think maybe, maybe I've met one Chicago White Sox fan in my life. Maybe. Everybody's either Cubs fans or Cardinal fans, or I've met some Royals fans, I've met some Ranger fans and some Astros fans, uh, Braves fans, Dodgers fans, Yankees fans, Red Sox fans. Like, I even know a Met fan. Like, I know all that. But for whatever reason, Chicago White Sox has been very uh, underappreciated, uh, perhaps. But that's where uh, Peyton Paulette is going. And then, this was the thing that I thought was really cool. The Robert Moore got drafted with the 72nd overall pick to the Milwaukee Brewers. And that uh, draft slot is worth $915,000. And apparently he was selected as a shortstop. So not as a second baseman, but he was selected as a shortstop, which I'm going to find uh, very interesting to see how that plays out for him. Uh, but this is according to uh, hogsports.com. Uh, the three players, of course, that were drafted that played on Arkansas last year with Paulette, uh, Caden Wallace, and Robert Moore, they're not expected to return. And Cole Phillips making it to campus was a long shot for quite some time. So a lot of people felt like that was really not going to happen. But either way, today's going to be even more interesting because we're going to see where a few of these other players end up going. Not only players, again, that were drafted or at least were on Arkansas's baseball team this past year, but also going to see about them and when where they're going to end up uh, possibly for some commitments as well. So there's a lot to still going on there. There's a lot of fun still to be had, but. You know, that's just one of those things where I, I look at it and I'm like, oof, you know, I'm 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 hoping for the best for the players. I really want the best for the players. I think everybody wants that. But at the same time, if you could tell me a few of these more talented guys would make it them considered to come back to campus or maybe guys that coming out of high school to uh, go on with their college career at Arkansas, I would uh, I would absolutely play the want to do that too so betonline.net is your number one source for all your betting sports needs and info find all the latest sports developments league reviews and news including this year's nhl playoffs and major league baseball betonline continues to be your number one source for all sporting wagering information including live betting esports and scores and betonline.net remains the best spot for all of your sports scores podcasts and news this season betonline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events including mma boxing and golf Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and actions at betonline.net, where the game starts. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so uh, final segment here on the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. You know, I was, um, you know, I know what SEC media days are coming up and uh, there's a few other things that's been going on because honestly, I thought that it was uh, really cool that uh, not only was you have the TBT tournament going on with Razorback, a lot of former Razorbacks on that team, and you know I know Monty uh, Patel, who's the coach there, he's a good, he's a good friend of mine. So wishing them nothing but the best of luck. I believe they made it to the Omaha Finals in that region, so uh, they keep winning, and hopefully we'll have a little recap of that uh, as the week goes on too. But I wanted to share this from SEC Media Days because this actually just came across, and I and it just like the cringe. Like, is there a more cringy guy in, in SEC media? They're just in SEC football right now than Eli Drinkwitz. Like the dude is so cringy. So apparently um, he's on he's on the private jet right now and he wants to promote that. He's like, yeah, I'm on Missouri's private jet because he's on SEC this morning. Yeah, I'm on Missouri's private jet. And uh, he lets everybody know. He's like, yeah, so I'm going to be uh, growing a mustache for this preseason camp. Okay. 
Apparently, he confirmed that he saw Top Gun Maverick this summer and said he'd go with lightsaber as his call sign. <sighs> you know, it's one thing to be weird and win. Like Les Miles. Like Les Miles, when he was at LSU, for the most part, was weird, but he won. Mike Leach is weird, but by and large, he wins. Like, it's okay to do that. But when you are Eli Drinkwitz and you're talking and you're saying things like this, and you're doing you're acting like a clown. Like, I'll never forget, I guess was it last year when uh he was talking about when they beat Florida, I guess, and you know, it was the year two years prior to that is when Dan Mullen wore a Darth Vader mask because it was like Halloween, even though a fight broke out between Florida and Missouri. And I was like really uncomfortable and weird about it. And then like this past year when Eli Drinkwitz beat Florida, he was like, yeah, he's like, I was taught that, you know, douchebag breeds douchebag or douchebaggery or something like that. And then he says, uh, he's like, and he like leaves the press conference with, he has a lightsaber and he puts his uh, hood over his head and says, may the force be with you. And he walks out and I'm like, you just said that douchebaggery breeds douchebaggery. And yet you're being a douchebag. So, like, who does that type of stuff? And when I see quotes like this and, and all that, I'm like, you haven't even accomplished anything in Missouri. <laughs> like, like I, again, like, if, if you end up going south pretty quick this year in football, like, th this type of behavior and this type of stuff is going to make it go even worse for you. And everyone's going to be like, okay, somebody, somebody go get this guy off the stage. Somebody go get this guy and never never allow him back into this conference. Like I just, I it goes back to how thankful I am that Arkansas, as Sam Pittman, where he is, he is what he is. He's just a good old fashioned football coach that's not going to do anything or say anything that's embarrassing or cringy. He's just having fun, good old boy. And like Eric Musselman, who we know that he's. He's going to do a lot of clown stuff. That's fun, though. Like clown fun, like clown, like innovative and creative and marketing ploys and all that stuff. But like he's at least accomplished things, too. I, that's the thing I guess I'm going with. It was like, if, I can understand if you're doing this stuff, but unless you've accomplished something. But Eli, my man, you have not accomplished anything. Start winning games. We start, you start being a goofballs. And also you say douchebags breed douchebags or whatever. Again, I think that's what the phrase was. It was something to that extent. But I'm like. Yeah, uh, saying you're going to grow out a mustache and bragging her on a private jet because you saw Top Gun Maverick and then saying you're you're giving yourself a call sign called lightsaber. Yeah, that's uh, that's uh, it's pretty douchey, if you ask me. Trust me, and I know. I know all about being douchey. That's a douchey thing. Appreciate everybody listening in at the Locked On Razorbacks podcast today. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. Also get after us on Twitter at BuzzJohnNeighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. Keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you then.